in addition to knowing what it is you want to do, look at how other people, either in your field or adjacent, do it. Because you can learn as much from the good that they do, I don't mean that in a moral way, I mean what's effective, as you can from the things that you disagree with. And it's really useful to be able to thread your own path that's a little bit different from what everybody's doing, but getting the benefit of what they've learned. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, uh, Liz Kislick. And uh, Liz uh, graduated from high school and wanted to get right to work. Uh, or graduated from college, I said high school, college, and so she took a job as an intern for a couple summers. Over, then took over as a man or a manager in a or manager, and then I think took maternity or for someone taking maternity leave, um, promoted uh, for about every six months for a few years, and then at twenty three was a vice president running a three hundred person call center. And then uh, moved on to our next thing. Um, the owner died. There wasn't as much as a succession plan. Decided it was a good time to try something else and move on. So started her own practice and has been uh, did that or doing that for 34 years. Um, and the nature of the work has changed, but the practice is still uh, holding strong. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Liz. Hi, Devin. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So I just took a much longer journey and condensed it into a 30-second version <laughs> of it. So with that, uh, let's uh, go and unpack that a bit more. So take us back in time to graduating from college and uh, how your journey got started there. Okay. I really wanted to work unlike my friends who were going to grad school. I just believed that work was where you could make things happen. And I still believe that. Mm-hmm. And so I went to this marketing agency, as you were describing, where I had worked as an intern previously um, over the summers and um, couldn't have paid for the education I got there. It was a great example of if there's a gap and you want to fill it, people will appreciate that. So um, as you were describing, when I was hired, I was hired as an account executive, but it turned out that the manager of a clerical department was on maternity leave when I started. And so they threw me in there instead to act as interim manager. And I had to learn how to deal with two dozen people who were more experienced than I was, I didn't know their work. They certainly weren't expecting me. And um, it was a really fascinating experience to get them to trust me, for me to trust them. Uh, We learned a lot from each other. Their real boss was a screamer, and I was not. And the first 
staff meeting I held, they started screaming about things that were bothering them. And um, I told them I couldn't really hear them when they were screaming at me. Hard to tell what was going on. They got adjusted to the idea that I was actually different from their boss. And it was a fabulous lesson in how different your expectations can be. And yet you can still learn to accommodate each other if you have goodwill. So I kept finding things to do. Their boss came back. I became an account executive. And where there were problems in the organization or work not getting done, I didn't like it. I would take some of it on. And I would get promoted every six months. And as you said, I was quite young, probably too young too inexperienced to be responsible for so many people. Although that's what happened. And, you know, at the time, it, I might have been their best shot. So I didn't enjoy that job because it's very hard to get everything to come out right. I didn't like going home at the end of the day feeling that so much was still undone and that there were still so many needs. But I had several other jobs in that company. And as you were describing, um, the owner died pretty suddenly and with no succession plan. And uh, the widow brought in a, a new guy to run the place. And it was going in a direction I didn't like. And I ended up resigning. But because I was well known in the industry, within a week after I left, Consultants were subcontracting work to me, and that's how I got started, and I never stopped. The work has shifted. Now, I just one quick question on that. Sure. So, you know, that makes sense. You know, management changes, or death of the owner, you know, somebody else comes in, they have a different style, have a different vision, different direction, which is all their prerogative, and they come in, and they have to do it according to how, you know, what makes sense to them, but on the other hand, it also shifts the culture, and it becomes a place where you're saying, this isn't the, the same place that I enjoy working, and it, it prompts that change, so as you're kind of going through all, you know, that transition, their business going through transition, you're making, you're coming to that realization, how did you decide what you were going to do or, you know, if you're going to make an exit, do I go work for someone else or start my own thing or kind of how did you land on what was the next step for you? Um, it really was, I'm going to say a kind of emotional decision on my part. So this was a telemarketing agency and I worked there long enough ago that telemarketing was really a good and wonderful thing. We did very high-end, complex projects. Um, it, was, it was good work. The fellow who came in and took over was a lovely person. His approach to telemarketing, however, was what we now think of in many ways as bad telemarketing. It was pretty commoditized. And I was not comfortable with that kind of work. I didn't feel it was good for consumers. And I felt that strategically, and by this point, by the way, I was executive vice president. Um, strategically, we were not going in a direction that would be successful for the business. And the plan that I recommended, he only half-heartedly accepted, and I really didn't have confidence. And at the time, 
um, it just seemed like the firm would actually be at risk. And I didn't want to participate in that. So I left without a real plan. I figured I would figure it out. So I had to assess my options. I was actually pregnant at the time. And the idea of interviewing for what would have been, uh, say, a vice president of customer service in a bank or some other large company might have been a natural thing to do. I wasn't going to relocate. Um, so though that would have been a reasonable option. But the truth was that this was a pretty entrepreneurially behaving company until this more corporate guy came in. And although I had always had somebody who was called my boss, I operated pretty independently and I couldn't see going into a corporate hierarchy. So I hadn't even really made plans yet. I was so lucky, people contacted me that I knew in the industry and said, we have too much work, do you wanna do some of it? So from that, I saw not only that I could do the work that they had, but that there were plenty of assignments to be had in the kind of consulting that I had had exposure to when I was in the agency. And so it just seemed like a natural progression. And I worked, I had my son, I kept working, and I kept working, had another kid, kept working. Um, it's just been very, very lucky. I also work very hard and I know what I'm doing. But I've got to say, I was really lucky that People knew me. I had a good reputation. Um, some right time, right place, know the right folks. No, and I think that makes sense. I think it gives a, a good landing, you know, kind of a landing pad. You're saying, hey, made the exit. Not exactly sure what I do, but I have, you know, the connections, the contacts I made. We have people that are asking me or telling me that, you know, there's work out there and would you want to do some of this? And it makes it, you know, natural transition to say, sure, I'll start doing that and start your own thing so that, you'll have the ability to con control, you know, your destiny, so to speak, or control your path while also having that income. So now you do that. And I think you've been doing it for 34 years. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This past December. Yeah. <laughs> so now my question would be is, you know, that's a natural place to start the business, but I would assume out over 34 years, you've grown it, expanded it and pivoted and adjusted. And so you start out with that natural transition of you have people that are saying, Hey, we got, would asking you if you'd like to take on work and they've, they've got projects they'd like to pay you for. Now, how did, where did you take the business from there? How did you grow it or pivot or adjust it? What has changed the most, I think, looking back is the nature of the work as opposed to the size. I mean, it's still me and a part-time assistant. Um, but the nature has changed. So I started out doing the kind of telemarketing that I had learned in the agency um, and consulting to companies that had some kind of telemarketing or 
uh, inside sales call center. But because the industry was going in a direction that I didn't care for, my first shift was into customer service. And so then I was consulting about that. And that also expands the number of companies who might have needs. Uh, so that was very helpful. And then what I learned through the years in a variety of corporate call centers, whatever goes wrong in an organization, sooner or later affects the customer. And if a customer has a complaint, it's likely to come into the call center. So I would learn a lot of things from what customers said and also from interviewing the representatives in these call centers. I would learn what was going on in the company that wasn't working so well. And in some of my clients' organizations, there would be a senior leader who wanted to hear that stuff. Of course, there were some organizations that wanted me to limit my work to the call center. That was totally fine. It was what they hired me for. But because in many organizations, leaders want to know what could be better or recognized that I had access to information about problems either they were unaware of or weren't sure what to do about. And so I would be involved in helping to solve non-call center problems and to work on non-call center projects. So over time, I've done everything from strategic planning, workforce planning, all kinds of organizational design and development, and a lot of leadership development, um, and really helping people figure out how to get the work done together when they've got different ideas about how it ought to get done. So a lot of internal facilitation, um, some kinds of mediation and development of people so that they could work better together. Oh, that makes sense. And, you know, sounds like things, you know, you figure out both things. Hey, I, I don't like these things that are the way that it's done. I think there's a better op or option, a better path forward. And then by the same token, as you're figuring those things out, you're able to assist and help others. And it takes you here, kind of helps you there to define the, the path that, you know, that works best on, on all fronts. And so it definitely makes sense. So that takes us a bit up to where you're at today. Now, if you're going to say, okay, been doing this, you know, 34 years and had those kind of winds and those, you know, adjustments and pivots along the way. And you're saying, now I'm looking a bit into the future, kind of where, you know, things are, are headed or what's the next, you know, phase or part of the journey. Where do you kind of see the next six to 12 months going for you and, and for the business? It's really the same kind of work. You know, when COVID started, there was a big pause. Companies weren't sure what to do, what they needed, couldn't be on the road anymore. Um, and there were many organizations that really didn't have the budget anymore. And that seemed completely reasonable and fair to me. It's very hard to be laying off staff and paying outsiders. You know, you want to hold on to your folks and take good care of them in difficult times. So there were a few months in uh, 2020, when it was really a little perplexing about what was going to happen next. And, you know, thank heaven for Zoom, because 
so much of my work, it's not like manufacturing. Even if I'm working with manufacturing people, we can do it on video because it's dialogue. So the work picked up and in many ways is now more interesting than ever. Distance is no issue, although I will say in the next six to 12 months, I'm so looking forward to going back on the road and seeing people again. There is a real difference to being physically present. At least I, I feel that way. Um, I'm an introvert, but I miss my clients something awful. It's really nice to be with them. Um, but the work itself is still what the client needs. So it's everything from planning uh, a client's growth strategy to um, I work with a number of family businesses and succession planning is a big issue. A um, lot of that going on. And the kind of interdepartmental support just to have the work go smoothly, have everything get done, have people regard each other well. Right now, in this period, in some ways that's more important than ever because many employees know they have opportunities elsewhere. There are enough open jobs now that good employees, if they want to, they can find something. So it's really important for people to feel comfortable at work. And a lot of my consulting and coaching has been lending itself to trying to keep people and making sure that everybody has a good sense of direction. So there's job crafting involved sometimes and career development internally. It's really varied. And that's part of what I like so much. Um, one of the wonderful things about being on my own is the independence, the flexibility, and the variety. Oh, I think that that, uh, that definitely makes sense. And, uh, you know, it sounds like good opportunities uh, to come in the future and, you know, will be interesting. I, I tend to be the same way. I think, you know, we do a ton on Zoom and a lot of our clients are remote, but there is a different, you know, for a lot of industries and for a lot of people, they're saying, hey, you know, that may work on a temporary basis or for some circumstances. On the other hand, hey, I want to get back in front of people or be able to see people face to face and have that a, a bit more of interaction. So as that continues to hopefully progress in that direction, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, continues to play out. So, well, as now as, uh, you know, now as we've caught up or gone through a bit of your journey and also caught mm -hmm. up uh, to now where you're uh, at today and a bit into the future, great time to transition a bit into the, the two questions I always ask at the end of each podcast or the end of each episode. So on the first question I always ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? I would say it has been not taking action quickly. There are I've got two, you know, and they're, they're interwoven. It's not taking action quickly enough is definitely one. You know, you have a feeling about something that it's not so great and you watch it for a while. Um, sometimes it's hard to make a change when you need to make a change. And I say that both in terms of employees and clients. Sometimes It's good to get out when things are not going the way that you feel they should. Uh, 
Um, so that's one. And the second one is I have not always paid enough attention to building a pipeline of business. I love the business I've got. I'd rather do that than anything. I'd rather do that than the writing I should do. I'd rather do that than, you know, the sales and business development I should do. I just like the work itself. So um, when I've made errors, it's usually because I've been too focused on today and not enough on what's next. I like both of those. I mean, there are a couple things to hit on. One is focusing on what you tend to do. I mean, I think that that one's always a balance, and especially if you're a startup, small business owner, you always have things that you feel like you have to do or that, you know, that need to get done, even though that may not be your area of passion or expertise. And then there are the areas that you can add value yourself. And a lot of times, the more you can offload those areas that you're not a passionate and you don't enjoy or you're really not adding the, the value that you can so that you can focus on the areas that are really you know specific to you and the things that you can really add the most value tends to, to be the, the ones that uh, are the most beneficial to the business and yet always e- much easier said than done um, on that front but I also like you know getting or getting or getting things started getting things done is another or great uh, takeaway so Second question I always ask is, if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Um, all my clients would say I have a lot of trouble giving one piece of advice. <laughs> so, I, so I'm going to give more than one. I hope you can stand it, Devin. All right, uh, I would say, in addition to knowing what it is you want to do, Look at how other people, either in your field or adjacent, do it. Because you can learn as much from the good that they do. I don't mean that in a moral way. I mean what's effective. As you can from the things that you disagree with. And it's really useful to be able to thread your own path that's a little bit different from what everybody's doing, but getting the benefit of what they've learned. So understanding that and how it works, I think that's an important lesson up front. But then with that in mind, asking your customers if what you do is working for them is important all the time. And getting their feedback about what could work better for them, what they're happy about or not so happy about, helps you understand what to do next. And that's been a very valuable thing for me. That, uh, that definitely is a, a good, uh, good, uh, good takeaway to have and a great uh, piece of advice for uh, those that are getting it or just getting started with a startup or business or are looking to grow as well. Well, as we wrap up the podcast, if people want to reach out to you, they want to, you know, be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Oh, thank you. Um, Easiest is to go to my website. That's www.lizkislik.com, L-I-Z-K-I-S-L-I-K. and they can also find me, of course, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if it's useful to anybody in your audience, Devin, I've got a free ebook 
on my website about the interpersonal aspects of conflict and how to deal with them. And there's loads of material I've been writing weekly for more than 10 years, um, loads of material about all kinds of organizational, um, human dynamics, departmental issues that might be helpful to people. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to, to check out all the above. Check out the website, uh, connect up with you on socials, and then also, you know, anytime that you can get a, uh, a free ebook that uh, gives you a direction, helps you to uh, become a better leader and a better business owner, definitely worthwhile to check out. Well, as we wrap up, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Um, just go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners. Make sure to uh, click subscribe. Make sure to click share. And make sure to leave us a review so everybody can find out about all these awesome episodes. And last but not least, if you ever need help with patents, trademarks, or anything else with your business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. Well, thank you again, Liz, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun, it's been a pleasure, and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thanks so much, Devin. Great to be with you. Absolutely.